Welcome to the Colonial Church STA podcast. The vision of Colonial Church is to build an exciting, vibrant, Bible-based church right here in the heart of St. Augustine, Florida. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. Luke chapter 4, in verse 16, it says this, And he came to Nazareth, speaking of Jesus, where he'd been brought up. And as was his custom, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, where it says this in verse 18, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. Verse 19 says this, And to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. What a powerful fulfillment of prophecy right there. And in verse 20, it goes on and it says, He rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue were on him. And he began to say to them, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Let's pray. Lord, we just thank you, Father, for the power of your word this morning, Lord. As powerful and as potent as it was back then, when Jesus stood in the synagogue and read Uh, the prophet's words, Lord, your words. Father, we just thank you that your word is as potent and as powerful as it was back then, it is today. So Lord, we just thank you for that, Father, and we just ask that you would breathe life into your people today through your word, Lord. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here, and we just thank you for everything you're doing, and we pray for the kids and colonial kids outside. Lord, we just thank you that you're molding and you're building up their little spirits even right now, this Easter, in Jesus' name, in a faith-filled church said together, Amen. Amen. Well, whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. The title of my message this morning, and as I was getting time with God this week, and it's kind of a big message for a pastor, I guess, is to preach a good message on Easter Sunday. But I really felt like God wanted me to preach a gospel message this Sunday about the good news, the gospel. And so the title of the message this morning is this, Free and Clear. Free and clear. The gospel is good news today, like it is every day. But it's good news today because as today we celebrate this reality in our lives. The tomb is empty. Jesus is alive. Sin has been taken care of. The grave has been conquered. And eternity can be ours in, in, in Christ Jesus. Even today, the gospel is the good news. It's the good news because who wouldn't want good news in their lives? Who wouldn't want to hear the news that a restrictive ceiling or a barrier has been lifted or removed from their lives? Who wouldn't want to hear the good news that the debilitating load upon their shoulders is simply gone? Who wouldn't want to hear the news that the shackles have been taken away? Who wouldn't want to embrace the news today that mercy has come to their doorstep and relieve them of a burden too great to bear? Who wouldn't have their ears filled with those words? The sound of those words, it is finished and know what it truly means. Jesus says you will know. He said you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Free and clear. We ourselves can be free today. We can be free and we can be clear. I love the picture and the simplicity of the cross. Oh, there's so much power in the cross. But I just love the simplicity of even the shape of the cross. If you think about it, you've got two angles. 
You've got one side that goes along the horizontal. And I love that because that speaks to God's reach in this world. There's nowhere that the cross can't go. There's nowhere the power of the cross can't penetrate. There's nowhere, there's no limitations to the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. There's a reach to the cross. And I love that horizontal that goes from side to side, can go anywhere, can reach anyone. But I love the vertical as well. I love the vertical because that speaks to heaven coming down, heaven coming down and reaching lives, heaven coming down and sending a saviour into the world. But here's the most important part. It's heaven coming down and reaching into one life. That's the power of the resurrection. If there's one thing I want to say today, it's this. Don't think of the resurrection as some kind of broadcast message to a group of people. No, it's a single message for a single person from a single saviour. And it's for you today and it's for me. It's not exclusive, but it's wholly inclusive. The gospel is free and clear. So what are we really celebrating today? Is it a nice family day? Is it a nice family event? A long weekend? Some activity for the kids? Maybe the opportunity to grab a great family picture? It's all of those things. And I personally and we personally, we're going to take part in all those and have and will. And it's great. And all of that's great. But the point of today is simply this, to celebrate a risen Savior who's paid for our sins. That's the point of today. And I'm just going to preach the truth and shame the devil. That's what today is about. That's what today is about. Celebrating a risen Savior who has paid for our sins. Tweet that. But I wonder how free you feel today. Do you feel free? Do you feel like you're unchained? Do you feel like you're unrestrained today? Like the barriers have been removed. Like the chains are off. Do you have that revelation on the inside of you that there's no shackles for you anymore? Sometimes it's good just to go back and remember how free we weren't. To remember how far from God we were. How estranged we were. How removed we were from a relationship with our Heavenly Father. A friend of ours said this one time, and it's never left me. Always remember your BC life. Never forget your BC life. Paul said it this way in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 12. He said, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope, look at it, without God in the world. Listen to the words, separated from Christ, alienated from Israel, strangers to the covenant of promise, without hope and without God in the world. But it wasn't until Easter Sunday, the very first Easter Sunday, that God changed all that. He changed it all and we serve a God now who leads us from a place of longing to a place of knowing. He takes us from a place of feeling separated to a place of feeling connected. He takes us from feeling lonely, a place of loneliness and feeling alone and abandoned. And because of Jesus taking all that loneliness and all that abandonment, we now feel part of the family of God. He takes us out of captivity and places us on a firm foundation in Christ Jesus. We're always being led towards freedom. It's something that God has been doing for a long time. Let me show you a few verses in Psalm 68. It says, God makes a home for the lonely. He leads out the prisoners into prosperity. Psalm 146 and verse 7. This is the God who executes justice for the oppressed, 
who gives food to the hungry. And look, look at these words. The Lord sets the prisoners free. He's the God who makes us free and clear in Jesus' name. So my three points this morning are these points, and they might seem a little bit simple and maybe a little bit elementary, but that's on purpose. Because I believe today, more than ever in 2019, people need to hear the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they need to hear it preached with a free and clear message. We have to keep the gospel clear. We have to keep the the gospel clear. We need to understand that there's nothing to do with our power that creates the gospel as the good news. It's all about the power of God. So point number one is this. In Christ, I am free. In Christ... I am free. John chapter 8 and verse 31 says this. So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, if you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is a free and a clear gospel. It's free. It's unencumbered. It's clear. It's not based on conditions. God made sure of that, but it's based on belief in Jesus Christ alone. It's not a message about condemnation or bad behavior. It's not a message about behavior modification or trying to get you to do enough or figuring out who's done enough or who hasn't done enough. Easter Sunday is simply this. It's about a savior. If God wanted to send condemnation into the world, he would have sent a condemner. But instead, he wanted to save the world, so he sent a savior. That's what Easter Sunday is about. Easter Sunday is about the freedom that's been bought. See, I like to use this analogy, but it's like there's a check that's been written. And this check has an amount on it that you could never have come up with on your own. You could never have come up with your own, but this check is made out to you. And that check is made out to me. But the thing about that check is it's more than enough. But here's the truth today is many people live knowing there's a check. There's people who live many knowing that the gospel is a freedom message. They even have an understanding that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. They have an intellectual knowing of God that it's up here in their head. But here's what hasn't happened. They haven't taken the check to the bank of their heart. They haven't taken that check that's been written to them, that's made out to them, that came because of the cross. They haven't used that check and allowed it to penetrate into their hearts and deposit it completely into their souls. There's an even understanding out there that Historically speaking, Jesus did everything he did. There's factual evidence. There's all kinds of things out there that will support it. But the thing about that check is it needs to be deposited into your heart, spiritually speaking. It needs to go deep into who you are. And my freedom was bought on that Easter Sunday 2,000 years ago. And we live now in that glorious freedom today as God's children. So point number one was in Christ, I'm free. But point number two is this, in Christ, I'm also clear. In Christ, I'm clear. I'm free, but I'm also clear. What am I ultimately saying? I'm forgiven. I'm forgiven in Jesus' name. I live my life now cleared of all wrongdoing because I'm in Christ. We can live our lives forgiving people everywhere we go, encountering people all over who might hurt us or might try to come into our lives and do whatever they may want to do. But here's the point. We can live forgiving people because we are forgiven people. That's the posture. That's the place that we live our lives from. In Matthew chapter 18, Jesus tells a story that we know is the parable of the unforgiving servant. And if you've never read that parable before, can I just encourage you to go read it and try to understand it because it's powerful. Other translations call it the parable of the unforgiving debtor. 
But Jesus tells a story of forgiveness that's supposed to illustrate the magnitude of our own forgiveness, of what's been extended to us through the cross and how the unforgiving servant, which is really speaking about us, is now forgiven. And if you read this story, the the, the amount that, that was required to cover that debt when the master wanted to settle the account, what happened was it was simply an amount that could never, you could never come up with. And if you study the actual currency that, in the story, and I don't have time to go into it now, but it's literally talking about millions and millions and millions of dollars, like a multiple of so many days' wages, that there was just no way that this person could have covered that debt. But the master took pity on him before he was going to send him and his, him and his family off to be sold, and he forgives him, takes pity on him, forgives him. And then it's almost as though that servant has short-term memory loss and walks around and goes to their fellow servant and tries to extort or, or get a debt that was just a, a fraction of the debt that he'd been just forgiven for. But Jesus is trying to point out something right here. Is that in Christ we are free, but we're clear. We're cleared of all wrongdoing. We're cleared of the sinful barrier between us and God. In Isaiah 1 and verse 18, It says it this way, come now, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, I will make them as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, I will make them as white as wool. Here's the truth. Our sins have been washed from us. They're gone. Psalm 103 in verse 12 says this, as far as the east is from the west, as far does he remove our transgressions from us. I'm free. I'm clear. That's something to get excited about this morning on Easter Sunday, is not only are we free in Christ, but we're also cleared of all our wrongdoing. There's no no more account to settle in our lives. That's why we sing that song. My chains are gone. I've been set free. My God, my Savior has ransomed me. And like a flood, His mercy reigns, unending love. You can see why my wife is the worship leader in our family. You just wait till next weekend. I'll be right up here at the front. But the check's been written and the debt's cleared. That's why we can sing that song. That's why we can celebrate that the chains are gone. That's why we can talk about a Savior who's ransomed us and the flood of mercy has hit us. Because though the wages of death are sin, the wages of sin are death, I'm sorry, Jesus has conquered it. He's taken care of it. And we live in Christ free and clear. But isn't it funny in life how maybe we've encountered this truth and just been overwhelmed by this flood of mercy and understood that Man, I used to be so chained and I used to be so held in captivity and I used to be so uh, restricted. Isn't it funny how after a little while we start to build our own ledger and our own account? We start to build our own ledger and we allow all the things that we used to do and all the things we did wrong in our past all of a sudden creep into our future or in our present day and we get to this place in our Christianity where all of a sudden we've got our own ledger and we've got our own account. And we find ourselves in front of God trying to figure out how to work and to strive and to do and to, to, to do religious duty to take care of this account. And here God is right here, Easter Sunday, 2019. You're talking about all the things you used to do, all the things that were on that ledger. 
And here God is today as a heavenly father saying, I have no record of those wrongs. There is no ledger. It's all been cleared. It's gone. So we can live free and we can live clear in Jesus' name. Can I get an amen in church this morning? Don't take yourself back into captivity. Don't take yourself back into bondage. Don't go and itemize some account that doesn't exist anymore. God has settled your debt. When you're in Christ, we try to settle our own accounts, come up with our own story, try to wonder ourselves with everything we do. But there's nothing that we could do that would ever be enough that will do what the cross did for us. So yet God, our heavenly Father, is standing there ready for you and for me. So point number one, in Christ I'm free. Point number two, in Christ I'm cleared. And point number three is this, in Christ I'm his. You see, I'm changed. I'm new. I'm saved, the Bible tells me. And I live with hope. Why do I live with hope? Because I'm his. Because I live hopeful. With God in Christ, I'm now hopeful. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 16, speaking of the assurance that we have as Christians in the world. It says this, we have this as a sure and steadfast anchor for the soul. Look at these words, a hope that enters into the inner place behind the curtain. You have hope today. In Christ Jesus, you have hope. You might have come in these doors today feeling a little bit of hopelessness. You might have walked in these doors today feeling like, man, life is beating me down. There's no hope for me. And maybe you're in a season of prolonged challenge. Can I encourage you? Easter Sunday is worth celebrating because you have hope today. Even when it seems like there is no hope, there's still hope. One of my favorite sayings is where there's life and where there's breath, there is still hope. Why? Because Jesus is alive. I am his, which means I hold fast to Jesus. And when I hold fast to Jesus, I fix myself to hope. With Jesus as my Lord and my Savior, I live with hope. Hope that comes with being a citizen of heaven. This one thing the enemy loves, he loves to get you comfortable. He loves you to get comfortable in your, your season, your situation, your surroundings. He loves to use the natural things in our world to slow us down spiritually. And he loves to get us into a place where we think, oh, this is pretty good right here. I'm pretty good right here. I've got a nice little setup. This season is good. I'm feeling good. I'm comfortable. But Paul said this, I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm just passing through here. I have a hope that goes beyond these days. I have a hope that goes beyond these seasons. I have a hope that will outlast this season and this challenge and this struggle that I might be going through because why? I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm on a pilgrimage. Let's be the type of believers. Let's be the type of church that understand this is great right here. What's happening right here is amazing. We're going to make hay while the sun shines. But let's understand that we're a citizen of heaven. We're just passing through on a pilgrimage to spend eternity with Jesus because of what Jesus has done for us. Hope comes from a revelation of who Jesus is to me. See, we don't just get free and that's it. We get free, we get clear, but we're called. And we have to move forward in Jesus' name into everything he has for us. We live a hope-filled existence. You know, God has purpose for you. God has something for you to do. This may be the first time you've ever heard that. But God has a specific assignment for your life. Paul said, I'm saved and I'm called. What is he saying? He's saying, yeah, I get, I get salvation. And I get to be a part of this great rescue mission that God has instituted into the world that we know is the cross and resurrection. 
But then he says, I'm also called, which means we get to be part of the answer. We get to be part of the plan. We get to be part of everything that God is doing. I get to understand today that joy is my portion because I have hope in Jesus. I don't live hopeless. I live full of hope. I live hopeful. You know, in Matthew chapter 12, after Jesus was doing miracles and He was ordering His, his closest to stay quiet about what He'd done and the miracles that they'd seen, that was actually fulfilling a prophecy about Him. And I want to read it to you in verse 18 of Matthew 12. It says, Behold my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved with whom my soul is pleased. I will put my spirit on him and he will proclaim justice to the Gentiles. He will not quarrel or cry aloud, nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break and a smoldering wick he will not quench until he brings justice to victory. But look at verse 21. And in his name, the Gentiles will hope. I live with hope because I'm in Christ. I live, I live according to those words. Those words say that in His name I will hope. In His name I have faith. In His name I'm in Christ. I live with hope today because of the hope of the world lives in me. I'm free. I'm clear. I'm forgiven. But I'm His. I wonder if you know today, friends, just how much you're His. Just how much He loves you. Just how much He cares about you. You might have just wandered into church on Easter Sunday because you think that's what you're supposed to do. But I want you to hear these words today and I want you to listen to me very carefully. When you're in Christ, you're in. He loves you. He cares about you. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You're on the winning team. When you're in, you're in. It's because He loves you and He wants to welcome you in. I just feel like this is a word for someone today, but He cherishes you. He knows your name. You might have come in here today and you feel nameless. You feel like no one really knows who I am. No one really knows anything about me. No one really cares, but can I encourage you? Jesus cares. He cherishes you. He loves you. In fact, He knitted you together in your mother's womb. He knows the number of hair on your head. He loves you and He's on your side. And I would love for you today to hear one thing that in Christ there's so much love, there's so much peace, there's so much favour, there's so much mercy. And the only inclusive thing about the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is it's through Jesus. And it's totally inclusive to everyone else. The only exclusive thing is His name, but the gospel itself is inclusive for everyone today. Let me just say those words again. He loves you. You might have had horrible things happen to you in your life. You might have had the type of upbringing you just want to forget. You might have had a type of history or past that you've now walked away from you never want to go back to. And can I just say the past is in the past, but this is what's true today is He loves you. He's madly in love with you. He cherishes you and He wants to be in relationship with you. So I wonder what that looks like today team, you can join me back up here. But we serve a God who desires to be in relationship with you. You know, God's not that interested in religion. It's a sweeping statement, I know. 
But he's interested in a relationship with you. This is how I know. It's because he's interested in you. He's interested in your life. He's interested in your struggles. He's interested in your heart. He's interested in ministering to your hurt. He's interested in being involved in your life, in your kids' lives. He's interested in being involved in all that you have going on. And I know this because in John chapter 6, and I want to finish with this, it says this. Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. The person who aligns with me hungers no more and thirsts no more ever. I have told you this explicitly because even though you have seen me in action, you really don't believe me. Every person the Father gives me eventually comes running to me. And look at these words. And once that person is with me, I hold on and I don't let go. I hold on and I don't let go. I came down from heaven not to follow my own whim, but to accomplish the will of the one who sent me. The good news today is we serve a God of relationship. We serve a God and we have a Saviour who once you hold on to Him, He holds on to you and He won't let go. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It's not about what you do. You know, God, He he loves what you do. He cares about the things you do in your life. But more than any of that, He cares about you. He cares about your heart. He cares about your soul, your spirit, your mind, who you are, not what you do. He cares about you. He loves you. If Easter's about anything, it's an understanding that God loves me this morning. In Jesus' name. You receive that word. Would you stand with me? I want to pray for some people. Oh, the gospel is free. The gospel is clear. And the gospel means that I'm His in Jesus' name. And what we're going to do is we're going to worship for a little bit, but I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to us, to minister to us in this moment. But I'd love it even right now if you just ask the Holy Spirit, what is this message saying to me? What are you saying to me through this message? Maybe this Easter is an Easter of loneliness for you. Maybe it's an Easter of feeling like you're on your own that there's no one really around you, but can I encourage you that Jesus went to that cross completely alone, left alone, abandoned. He did that because you don't have to feel like that anymore. And I would love today to be the Easter where you realize maybe for the very first time that I'm not alone. God lives in me and I'm in Christ. So as we sing this morning, I'm just going to pray in a moment and then we're going to sing. I would just love if you could just open up the doors of your heart and let Him minister to you in whatever way He's speaking to you right now. Is that okay this morning? Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you that you take these words that we read in our Bible, which is God's Word, and you minister it into our hearts. And you help to make it real to us. And you help to to shine light and illustrate and illuminate a Heavenly Father who, like we read about the prodigal son, He runs out and He meets His children. Holy Spirit, do work this morning. Do business with people in Jesus' name. Come on, church, let's sing. We hope you got something out of that message. We would really love to connect with you. Why not join us at church on Sundays or connect with us at colonialchurch.life. We would also love it if you could hit the subscribe button, maybe leave a comment for us or a review to really help us move the ministry of Colonial forward in Jesus' name. God bless you.